Welcome to Startup in Estonia, a podcast where we discuss launching new businesses and the ecosystem needed to nurture great ideas. We talk to the founders of both new and established startups and the benefits they gain setting their businesses up in Estonia through the Startup Visa program. Help your fellow founders to learn more about setting businesses up in Estonia by sharing this podcast. Without further ado, it's time to dive into today's episodes. Here's your host, Joao Ray. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the podcast Startup in Estonia. We're going to explore a little bit about the startup scene in Estonia. We're going to talk about the advantages that you can take of by coming to Estonia and working on your startup. And we're going to talk about the startup visa, an opportunity to come to Estonia and work uh, in your startup. So today on our first episode, we have two amazing guests. We have Medellin, who works at Startup Estonia, and we have Avery, who's working at Monash. So I'm going to ask you guys to introduce a little bit about yourself. So uh, Avery, why don't you start? So I'm from Canada. I came here uh, for university and left to found Modash, which is an audience-targeted influencer marketing solution. So marketers can access like hundreds or thousands of online creators that speak to their target audience really easily um, and communicate with them and everything in one place. Uh, you can find that at modash.io, by the way. But uh, yeah, so then I left university and applied for the startup visa and ended up staying here to grow the company. And Marilyn, what about yourself? So hi, I'm Marilyn from Startup Estonia, and I work as a project manager for the Startup Visa project. So basically getting people all around the world to relocate their startups in Estonia. So I think the first question we want to answer with this podcast is, why Estonia? Why would anyone think of coming to Estonia to work on their startup? What makes it a good place to work on their startup? Uh, Avery, why don't you give us some insights into your thinking moving here yeah um so estonia has great pr you guys do a great job of explaining how amazing it is here and uh, uh if even if only 90 percent of it is true then it's enough to make it a really valuable location i think for people who want to start a company the reason originally that i came here was because i was kind of uh uh, I think as most 18, 19 year old guys are, I was a little bit like, what the heck am I doing with my life? And discovered some article somewhere about how Estonia is the Silicon Valley of Europe and how easy it is here to start your company. And I thought, well, uh, if I go there, then especially I came here for university and, and I left. And I think the reason that I came here was because I knew I'd have a good excuse to start my own company. So when you came here to study, you already had thought of doing something on your own? Yeah, I mean, I'd been daydreaming about climbing gyms and delivery boxes and everything from, I don't know, the next SpaceX to a new pair of shoes or something silly. So uh, I definitely had the bug before I came here and... Just um, when you see a country like Estonia even put the effort into the the outreach message of we are the startup place, then you know that that's a focus. And I think that in a lot of places, it's not like that. Let's so. face it, it's a, it's a tiny country, 1.3 million. But I think, like you said, you know, the exposure they, they, they managed to get outside is, is pretty remarkable. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you were from, from Canada. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was the feeling about Estonia in Canada? <laughs> it took me so... I had to answer what is in Estonia so many times, <laughs> I swear. Who is that, my mom said. What kind of girl is that? No, uh, I lived in Germany last year. Okay. And uh, it was only in Germany that I learned that Estonia existed. Apparently, I wasn't very good at geography, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I heard of, 
the question was how did I hear of or Estonia? like what was the what was mm. the feeling about Estonia the before feeling, yeah. yeah it was pretty much unknown and then it was this uh Estonia presented itself to me as what I wanted to be I which want... I think is the advantage right because because mm. it's such a fresh approach and a lot of people haven't heard about it mm. then they can start from scratch there's no preconceived notion mm-hmm. no legacy that was the thing about it for me I think was that I had I was a nobody and Estonia was trying to make something of itself and so maybe I could go there and be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Which in a way for you I think it also projects a lot about, you know, your ambitions. You can project a lot of it into the country. Maybe, yeah. I mean I I said a long time ago when I came here that I felt like I'm in the I'm in New York City before it was built. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind yeah. of standing amongst the the buildings being put up and the people doing cool stuff and uh yeah, and now you see like for for us as startup people the funding announcements and the and the companies that are coming and the foreign founders and everybody kind of comes together and we all it's it's a real ecosystem and it's not just the word ecosystem i don't know it's uh, yeah and i think you know the 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 word hub or ecosystem gets mentioned quite a lot but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see on an everyday basis to actually get people to come here and start their companies and uh, you know network and get them to to meet each other and work together and and connect with uh, with all the great talent that is already here and part of those efforts uh, come from startup Estonia with the, the startup visa so Medellin maybe you can tell us a little bit about what the startup visa is and uh, who's it aimed for so the startup visa is a visa scheme meant for two groups of people uh, one of them uh, is are the people who uh, who are relocating to work at an Estonian startup from uh, from outside of the EU. And then the other group, which is more of a focus for, for the Startup Estonia team, is uh, are the people uh, who are the founders of a startup. Is it, so, is it a 50-50 distribution between both or how, how has it been Actually, so looking far? at the numbers, more people come to work at Estonian startups. startups. Uh, but there is a fair amount of a really big amount of people who relocate their startups in Estonia. So in April, uh, we looked into the numbers and 282 people have come to work in Estonian startups, but 155 foreign founders have already made their way into Estonian startup scene from outside of the EU. And Avery, you were one of the first ones to take advantage of the uh, of the program. Can you tell us a little bit about how, how the process went? How was it? I feel like mine is a, maybe the exception to the rule in most cases but because i came here um on a university student visa uh when i left school to to take on startup life full time the school was not so happy with me and they made sure that i lost my visa as quickly as possible i mean that's what they have to do it's not that they attacked me or something but um and so i furiously wrote marilyn help 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 <laughs> and startup estonia was uh yeah, I mean, they pretty much make it stupid proof in the way that even I was able to get the paperwork together and, and apply. And and yeah, that was how the startup visa came into my life was I was in this case of emergency and it allowed me to stay with my company and, and do it here and not have to go back home. And But the, the you know, maybe because it's a small country or, uh, you know, maybe the number of applicants is not that big, but the level of bureaucracy is quite low compared with uh, with other schemes. I mean, Startup visas are not unique to Estonia. Other countries have it. Other countries have copied it and, and done similar initiatives throughout the world. Uh, Medellin, what makes the startup visa process different uh, in Estonia compared to other countries? 
So the visa process itself is probably similar to any other country in the European Union or anywhere else. But what is different for, for, for us is um, we have the startup committee assessing every, uh, every application in the sense of whether or not their idea is a startup or their company is a startup or not. This is something that uh, all of the countries do. But from, for our example, or for our case, it's, uh, it, it's the seven organizations from the Estonian startup scene, like real startup experts that deal with startups every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. So it's not a bunch of government bureaucrats no. looking into your paperwork. It's more people connected with the startup community assessing whether this idea has you know, some, some, exactly. somewhere to grow and it would benefit from coming to, to Estonia and do yes, it. And yeah, I think are... that makes it very unique. Yes, and there are investors, startup founders themselves, people working in incubators, accelerators, co-working hubs, so people who are all day surrounded by startups. So it's almost like you're pitching yourself to Estonia and Estonia is investing in you by, mm -hmm. you know, letting you uh, letting you stay here. Yeah. yeah. And well, yeah, after after the company uh, that is a startup gets the assessment as a startup, then the company can follow the the visa process as As any, it's it's a very regular process. You go to the embassy, or the, or if they're in Estonia, they go to the police and border guard board to apply, and then it takes uh, some time, and you can get the visa or the temporary residence permit. It's both the visa and the temporary residence permit scheme, so uh, you can stay either one year, one and a half years, or five years with the temporary residence permit. I think that it validates you when you go to do the bureaucratic part too, when you already have the. You have the kind of support of the startup committee in Startup Estonia, and when you show up at the place, there's still the bureaucracy you have to deal with and whatever, but they see the stamp and they see the application's been approved from these guys and from Startup Estonia, and I think it helps you while you're there. And I think that it's not often during a, a, any kind of visa process or a bureaucratic process, like you said, where you have people that you can reach out to from home who will help you instantly mm -hmm. and in the beginning of the process that's exactly what it's like it's like bring this document bring this document do this thing i have a question okay here's the answer it's not i have to go back and forth and back and forth to this office where they just cancel my application over and over and over again and you really have like a line of support which is super helpful avery one of the things you were talking about is the fact that uh, estonia being such a small country uh, has done a very good job at promoting itself <laughs> uh, one of the ways that this is true is with the uh, the e-residency uh, program And I think it's important to clarify for the people listening uh, that the startup visa has nothing to do with the e-residency. The two programs are separate. They're not really connected. And, you know, by getting the e-residency, it doesn't make it easier for you to get the startup visa. So maybe, Marilyn, maybe you can talk a little bit about those, uh, those two initiatives. So uh, I do see a lot of the visa applicants finding their way to the startup visa through e-residency. Some of the startuppers have, uh, have first applied for e-residency and then they discover that the systems are so good that we want to relocate. And that's always a plus if you show any kind of connection to Estonia before. But e-residency is not a guarantee to get a yes answer from the committee. And the committee answer is not a 100% guarantee to the startup visa either. But basically what I always say is e-residency's goal is to, uh, is to basically make it easier to do business by using the Estonian e-services without relocating. But the startup visa helps you relocate and, and use the ecosystem and the e-services in, like, in Estonia. 
Which is a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? Because, uh, you know, for the uh, startup visa, we really want people to come here, either work at startups or, uh, or start their own. And I imagine that because it's such a small country and the, the, the startup scene is, is booming, uh, there's a lot of demand for, uh, for uh, you know, tech uh, workers. So I would imagine they would be the, the ones that would apply to come here. Uh, we're just fresh on the heels of, uh, you know, huge rounds of fundings uh, lately. Uh, Pipe Drive just announced uh, $50 million. We had Starship robots, the delivery robots with uh, around 25 and uh, and obviously Taxify, uh, the the latest unicorn from uh, from Estonia, uh, that has raised one hundred and twenty, million dollars. Lift ninety nine, two point nine. Lift ninety nine, the co working space who's now working on the uh, skill, skill sharing. sharing network or platform. So, uh, a, lot. so a lot of a lot of activity and clearly a lot of demand for people to move here. Pipe Drive keeps expanding. TransferWise keeps their uh, uh, development hub here. Um, Madeline, where are the countries that you're aiming to get most people from with mm-hmm. the uh, Startup Visa initiative? Well, actually, uh, today we're aiming all over the world because we see interest from, I think, uh, we, we have 571 applications from over 50 countries all over the world. But the most interest comes definitely from India, Ukraine, Russia, and Turkey. And the most successful countries are uh, meaning that the ones most likely to get accepted as a startup by the startup committee are uh, Ukraine, Russia, Turkey, and Belarus. So, so these countries where we see the most interest or the most successful applications, these are the countries that we aim for the most. But as said, it's the interest is coming from all over the world, from Asia, from South America, from from Africa, everywhere. One Canadian. One, One Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, if you're like me, if you come from from the EU, I, I come from Portugal, then there's no need to apply for the startup visa because you anyway get the uh, residence permit exactly. by being a EU citizen. So you're you're looking for the countries in the periphery where they might be outside of the Schengen area or EU. Yeah. So, but but we do see a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but some companies relocating who have come from outside of the EU uh, to Italy or Latvia or these countries, and they relocate to Estonia because they they enter the EU, and then they discover that Estonia is this hub or or a successful country that is doing a lot with startups, and then they want to relocate here. So let's talk a little bit about those who do decide to relocate to start their business here, just like you, Avery. Uh, so why, why, why would like how's it going for you so far? Has Estonia proven to be, you know, the 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 hub that it's uh, promoting itself to be? Uh, are you going to announce the next round of funding <laughs> soon or? <Yeah. laughs> Give me another month, but. Uh... Yeah, the startup ecosystem here is something uh, to be marveled at, I think. in, I mean, I love the idea that I can access my documents and I love the idea that I can live here and I love that stuff. It's great. But the thing that really makes the most difference is that when you're a new founder, that you have access to people who have done the kind of things that you can only dream to do one day. And it sounds maybe a little bit corny, but it's super important that you can soundboard your ideas off of people who have done really important things before and people who are also just in the beginning and people who are foreign founders and have those struggles or people who are 
like you and have the problems you have. So in Estonia, unlike any community I've ever been a part of, whether it's a startup ecosystem or whatever, you have like the interconnection, the web is, is vast and there's a lot of experience to pull from and learning to be done. And I think here's a great place to do it just because those people are here and you can interact with those people. Yeah, I think it's a very, you know, supportive community. And, uh, and like you said, you know, it's, it's easy to get access once you get mm. inside, you know, the, the few, a few of these networks, then, uh, doors open, uh, easily. Yeah. And it's not hard to get inside the networks. You just have to be willing to show up at a lot of events, eat the free food and talk to people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so are you currently working in a co-working space or, um, yeah, it's, so, uh, we were, a member of Elevator Startups, which is a kind of uh, unique incubator in Estonia. But so we have space there until November. I've been offered free space from Spring Hub, which is another co-working space here. But right now we're in Lyft 99 for the most part, which is kind of the startup hub of of Tallinn, I would say. Uh, the highest concentration in one single spot of startups. So um, yeah, we are working out of there at the moment. But it uh, depends on which place we get bored of. Yeah. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Whatever feels fresh. But Lyft 99 right now is a great place to be for the same reason I just said, that you can interact with people and when we have... Uh, and right now you're, you're working solo on this project. No, I have uh, two co-founders. Are they local or... So one is actually from Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, living here in Tallinn. And one is an Estonian. And then we also have a, a UI designer from... Uh, from Taiwan because because my next question was going to be you know if you if you consider hiring people for the startup would you make use of the the startup visa absolutely I think especially for uh, for the tech the like the technical skills especially it's uh, because there's so many startups here there is a ton of talent here but they're being uh, actively recruited all the time the the skilled technical people so it's important to try and pull those people from outside i think and it's awesome that i in my opinion i haven't had the experience to do it but i think it's awesome that companies who need that have access to the startup visa as a resource to bring people as well thank you for listening to the startup in estonia podcast we're going to get back to the show shortly but before that Here's a quick message. The Estonian startup visa is meant for non-EU startup founders who wish to be part of one of the smallest but liveliest startup communities in Europe as a founder. Under the startup visa program, a startup is defined as a business with the goal to develop and launch an innovative and repeatable business model with great global growth potential, which also contributes significantly to the development of the business environment in Estonia. The program allows you to take advantage of one of the world's best business environments and a buzzing startup scene. To learn more about the program, please visit www.startupestonia.ee slash visa. And now, let's get back to the show. So maybe Marilyn, you can talk a little bit about the difference between you know someone applying to come here to work um, as a you know let's say a developer a programmer because I think that's the most needed skill right now here uh, just because the competition is so so fierce. Uh, I mean you know imagine if Avery had to attract a programmer 
and he's competing with Pipedrive or TransferWise. That's <laughs> that's a little bit harsh, but bring it so, on. <laughs> so how how what's the difference between applying through the startup visa and just a normal uh, you know work type uh, visa? Is there any advantage of doing this through the startup visa? There there are some advantages that are pretty uh, pretty distinct and pretty significant advantages. Um, one of the main things is that the startup visa applicants are exempt from the quota, the quota that allows foreign workers to come to Estonia. So when you come with the startup visa, you are not a part of that quota. Uh, another thing is that if you want to hire foreign specialists, you have to pay them, like I think it was double the Estonian average pay. And with the startup visa, you don't have to do that either. So these are some of the things that... Obviously, for startups, that's a big deal. It is, definitely. And the quota, as I mentioned, is not that high either, since we're, we are a very small country. So having those real talented technical specialists, having that easier access to the Estonian ecosystem coming to work in Estonia, I think these are the main advantages. Do you have any visa. expectations regarding numbers of people that you're hoping to get uh, through the startup visa? We are aiming right now to get 1,000 applications within a year. It's a very bold uh, bold number. But for such a small country, yeah. For such a small country, but we do see a lot of the interest and I, I would say that it's it's doable. <laughs> and Avery, uh, going back to Canada versus continuing your startup here, or, I don't know, moving to a different place, what, what, keeps, you, what keeps you motivated to stay here? Mm-hmm. So to stay is definitely that ecosystem like I talked about. And uh, there is great people even in Estonia and from Estonia who are highly skilled technical people. So if you can convince them to work with you, even the students that come out of here, I find, I think maybe because Estonia is so small, people have had to achieve things on their own right as well and therefore they're more experienced from a from a earlier stage so if we can even tap into university graduates who are coming out and want to do something awesome then there's still a ton of talent here that I think is uh, is in, like great resource for us to tap into that's one reason we stay another one is the fact that it's easy for me as an inexperienced founder and for the others as well to access people who have done stuff before and have the support of a community like startup estonia which is like exceptionally helpful and i would say that if you weren't in the room too Marilyn. <laughs> but uh, yeah um so there's i know for certain that if i went back to canada especially coming from the east coast where there's not necessarily a ton of stuff going on that every single struggle would be three times as hard to get through i'm sure that we have the same ones here but the point is that it's easier to deal with them because of what you have access to yeah and i think that's you know that's a very important remark because um a lot of uh people that i talk to in the startup community especially the ones that decide to move here the the number one reason they mention that they prefer to do it here versus their own country and we're usually talking of you know old europe uh, has to do with interactions with the government interactions with the you know the the machine the the, the sort of the bureaucracy uh which almost feels like in other countries it it almost feels like a barrier so maybe they might not even be working against you uh, but at least it, it's it's a barrier, right? It's there. It's an obstacle that you have to overcome. You know, it takes time. It's cumbersome, and here it's 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 helping you. So it it wants you to to succeed. It wants you to thrive. So there's a lot of this, uh, you know, um, easy interaction, uh, doing your taxes, paying your uh, all of those uh, government services are very easy. Have you had any experience with uh, interacting with uh, government services? I mean, the little bit that I've had to, uh, 
I still wait on some things like my, my own e-residency and those things, which I wanted to say before are really symbiotic because you get the, the ID card and um, the visa lets you stay here and deal with other things. But the combination of the two is really powerful. But um, my interactions have been limited, thankfully, because I've been a founder for since February or something. Um, but... But yeah, I can say that recently I was in Budapest speaking to a lot of founders about the ecosystem there and trying to understand what it's what it's like um, and what they need help with and what's new. And uh, I didn't truly appreciate Estonia as a community and the resources we have here until I went there and spoke to them about what they're dealing with and the struggles they have because the government is seen as a huge wall yeah. and it takes you months and months to start your company, which in in a startup world, you can fail three companies a month if you yeah. wanted to. So, uh, yeah, it's seen as a huge wall. And I think here it's, it's, I took it for granted and I think I still do because I haven't had to deal with this stuff elsewhere, but yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you, if your first sort of entrepreneurial experience comes from being here and, mm. and doing it, you don't, you don't appreciate the difference until you actually I'm come. scared to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, trying to uh, trying to do the same thing in Canada probably would have been a different uh, different experience. And I think part of it is also the fact that you know we talked about these huge rounds of funding that happened lately. Um, not to mention the fact you know that Estonia, as a small country, uh, for unicorns in a way like Playtech, Skype, uh, Transferwise, and now Taxify, um, the community aspect also means that these guys are still active giving back to the community, mm. coming to the events, mm -hmm. uh, being accessible to give advice to, to guys like you. Because it's such a small country, uh, you can reach these people very easily. Which if you think of big countries like I don't know, Germany, uh, the US, you know, forget about talking to the founders of some of these uh, massive, uh, massive companies. So that, that doesn't happen outside of Estonia. I think Estonia is, yeah. in that sense, very unique that its size allows it to be very well connected, even to the guys who started, you know, let's say Skype, which was one of the yeah. early, early cases. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the size or the mentality of the people, but there's nowhere else in the world where, I mean, I'm able to meet with Martin Willig or Marcus if I, if I want to and sit down for an hour and ask them during lunch about what they want to do or what I want to do or ask them a question or interview them or whatever. Um, and I don't think that happens everywhere. That's true. I think uh, the the main thing is that these people who who've, who are the founders of these uh, unicorns they actually want to see it continuing as well in the yeah. community and they're really really um, putting their efforts into that. So I think this is this is their goal as well. They don't want to be the last unicorn. They want more unicorns and to many, happen. In, in many cases, it's not just their efforts. In many cases, it's also their own money. I mean, mm -hmm. they they then invest yeah. into very early stage yeah. startups with mm -hmm. uh, with the goal of uh, you know also supporting them and seeing exactly. their uh, their success. Um, the other aspect that I think is important you know, when it comes to starting a company here is that again the size, because it's so small, it forces you to think outside of Estonia from day one. Like you cannot do a product or a service that serves the internal market because it's too small. Estonia is just not a market, let's let's face it. Exactly. It's, so it's never a so even you know, even from like testing a product, maybe that's a good test ground, mm -hmm. but you need to start thinking internationally very quickly. If you think of it like you mentioned Budapest where you were recently or Poland, then one of the issues they face there is that you know you start building a, your product or service, you do it in the internal market, and when it's time to scale the mindset is just not there from day one. So you need to adjust mentally and like even the structures of your company. Whereas here, you're forced very quickly to uh, 
you know, think outside of the, the borders. I think being in Estonia or a company from Estonia is like a stamp of honor or a badge of honor or something. And you, so when you're trying to attract a client in Norway or Denmark or whatever, and you say, oh, we're from Estonia. Oh my gosh, that's where pipe drives from. And so, uh, so, in, so in a way, you know, if, if we think of the beginning of, point, yeah. if we think of the beginning of this podcast, when we were talking about the fact that, you know, when you first decided to come here, you know, people in Canada didn't know where Estonia was. And we're not talking five years ago, right? You've moved recently. Uh, now you already see some of the advantages of, uh, you know, having sort of brand Estonia on your uh, on your startup. Yeah. I mean, there's also no other place that would that would allow me to be the guest of the first like startup visa podcast. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you have a good story to tell. You know, that's, yeah. Uh, but this place allows people to to share the story or to speak out loud. And there's a stereotype about Estonians that they don't want to talk to you or that they're unfriendly or something. And I really disagree. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, all the Estonians. You all think that you're very unfriendly, but. Uh, the there's no other place that I could go and sit in a podcast like this. Last week I was on a podcast with a social media guy. The week before that I was on a podcast with uh, some uh, branding company as well. And uh, I mean, I sat on stage last week with Ragnar Sass and talked about pipe drive and his failures and his successes and Lift 99's plans. And it, it's just not possible anywhere. Right, I don't right. believe it. Yeah, if somebody right. else is doing it, I'd love to hear about it. But I don't think that outside of Estonia, I could do this. And, and it's what we were talking about, like this, this access, right? Because yeah. it's so small that once you start to get into the community, it, it makes it very easy to, to get to the, to the right place. I mean, there's this, there's this sort of running joke that, you know, someone is organizing an event and you need to get, you know, you need to get a hold of the president. Someone mm -hmm. for sure has the president's number <laughs> in your team. And uh, that's, that's the kind of access that, uh, that you don't get uh, elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah, Medellin, uh, thinking of the future of the program, you, you talked about the plans, you know, getting uh, a thousand applicants. What are you doing in terms of, you know, getting the word out, uh, exposure, you know, the mix between people coming to work versus startup founders? Uh... Uh, well, besides doing like the usual marketing, getting, getting the word out, doing these podcasts and then just uh, getting the stories out of the, of the different foreign founders, we also uh, do travel a lot to meet with the foreign founders that might come to Estonia because I feel that face-to-face -face communication, talking to the people, learning about their ecosystems and comparing them, this is really important. I just came back from Serbia two days ago, uh, seeing what the ecosystem is doing there, meeting the foreign, meeting the founders there. Also in Turkey, in uh, in Russia, you you all you, you get those different messages from from all of those places. All of those people are looking for different things. Some people in Turkey, I, I found out that uh, the transparency of our government system is very important to them. Uh, most people look uh, look at Estonia as a gateway to scaling to Europe or globally. So it's really interesting to learn from these travels, so to say. And I think that this is this is kind of in a way what makes also Estonia kind of funny. It's the fact that even from the government side, some of these programs like the e-residency mm -hmm. and the startup Estonia are are run like a startup. So yeah, yeah. The, the mindset of you know how can we improve this? You know what's the next uh, iteration on the, and on the you, program? And you learn every single day something new, something to change. Sometimes I pivot these small ideas, or <laughs> like just as I, as I as I have said that every single event that we do on the roadshow is different. So you can't 
put this one product out or this one message. So it's really interesting. It's really difficult sometimes, but yeah, this is this is the beauty of the program. So Avery, you've been through the program. Um, anything that you would recommend them to to improve on the uh, on the application procedure? Be honest. Like the, Are you ready? No. <laughs> or the follow up, or I don't know, like you know, I don't I don't know if you if you if your visa is up for uh, renewal. Are you are you going to take you know benefit from the same thing again or you know how how do you see how do you see the program evolving yeah i think that the the main thing that i'm not even sure if it's if it's possible but the main thing that needs to happen is that uh, people who come with startup visas or people who come for visas in general are not from estonia and so i think that the government side especially the police and border guard and the bureaucrat more bureaucratic side which i understand why they have to be like that but uh, it's really important that that side i think opens up a bit and works maybe more collaboratively with startup estonia or with some representative of the foreign peoples who come here to understand what the real barriers and problems are to coming in because sometimes it's really simple stuff that you don't need paperwork to fix like the fact that I have to take an Estonian with me to the border guard because I can't communicate with the people who work there is a really big issue. It must make their life really difficult too because they're trying to speak to me in a language they don't understand. So little things like that. And, and of course, in your case, it might be slightly different from the majority because you were already in the country exactly. when you had to, to apply for it. The majority yeah. of people probably will do it through their embassy or consulate mm-hmm. mm. uh, outside of the country, mm. which where, where hopefully you know they you know language mm. is not not a, not an issue. But yeah. yeah, that's a good point. The uh, that's also true. The yeah. bureaucratic side of uh, of the application once uh, once you're here. I think even some of the websites might might need some, you know, absolutely, yeah. The touch up, the digital space is great in some ways. E-residency is amazing. I think they could use some great English copyright and a UI designer, and everything would work a lot better. (laughs) Like, uh, um, which, which again, you know, as with any government, yeah, yeah, Yeah. sure. But you know, again, thinking like a startup, right? Mm -hmm. How 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 can we how can we make this uh, a better Mm -hmm. program? Uh, For anyone uh, out there listening who might be interested in the startup visa or the program uh any advice for them where can they get more information and uh what are the sort of the first steps that they they do startupestonia.e slash visa is the first place to start with we have we are renewing it right now so we are building this a bit more informative and this is like the first part uh to start with and then really uh, getting acquainted with uh, with uh, what we are expecting, what, what we consider as a startup, working your way, uh, taking time to uh, fill out the application for the startup committee. It is, I don't know, Avery, was it like too long or it's, it's quite informative, but it's for the startup committee to do an informed decision. And there, there's a forum that they have to fill? Yes, in, yeah. in this Estonian uh, product startup includer. If it's really difficult, then there's probably an issue with your company anyway, yeah. because the information is really like the same things you have to figure out before you would mm-hmm. want to start a company anyways. Exactly. So, so just uh, putting your uh, business idea and uh, putting the information there but do they do they have um, to fill out like do they have to submit any sort of business plan on a nicely formatted pdf or word document any added uh, files or any added information is good but just uh, also explaining the idea in some in some places as you would explain it to your grandma 
Right. Very good. So making it really clear what it's about, because uh, some of the times I see the applications that are just too informative, but they don't actually give you the right information. And you mentioned before that, you know, the program itself is not exclusive to very early stage uh, founders with, mm -hmm. you know, no sort of uh, proof yet that the, yes. the product works, but also to established uh, startups course. that uh, might want to relocate here. We see that most of the companies are quite early, but if even if you are at an idea stage or an MVP stage, then you have to have some proof of concept that it, that it is working because ideas on paper can be amazing, but they're still not startups. So uh, first customers, web pages, all of, the, all of those things are really added value to the application. And this is what the, for example, some of the, some of the committee members who are investors, they look into whether or not they would invest in it in a couple of years. Right. Which is like, I think this is one of the best advices that I could get to every, that I could give to any applicant is think like you would be pitching it to an investor or, exactly. or anyone. Because like I said, you know, in, in a way it's like Estonia as a mm -hmm. country is investing in, in your thing. And Avery, like you said, uh, it gives you the validation that you need to then, you know, if you need to apply for the actual visa. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it does give you validation on your business idea because uh, mm -hmm. you have a bunch of, uh, you know, smart people looking through uh, all, all, all the, the paperwork and all the... The documentation and we are we are working on on things that would make it easier for for the foreign founders to maybe go to a bank and have that validation as well so I, I i mean everyone knows that banking is an issue in estonia for foreign founders but with if you have the temporary residence permit or if you have that validation as a business idea might that might also help yeah. we're working towards maybe getting that connection as well and how long does the process take um it depends <laughs> I mean, I think what's the on paper? It's two so, to three months. Or so something? it uh, basically for the answer from the startup committee, it's ten working days. Oh yeah, this then was really for fast, the visa, yeah. it's maximum a month, and for the temporary residence permit, it may take up to two months. But then once you have the visa, you can already come in and start yeah. working on your idea, and the mm -hmm. rest is just you know waiting for the bureaucracy to take mm -hmm. care of itself. So basically, ten working days to get an answer from the committee. Mm -hmm. Then up to a month for the actual yeah. visa where you can already move here yes. and start working, uh, maybe find a nice desk in one of those mm -hmm. nice co-working spaces yeah. and then wait for the bureaucracy to, to take care of itself. I think one mistake I made is that I didn't plan out how I was going to do this beforehand. I didn't take the time to say, okay, the startup visa gives me this and then I'm going to need that thing to do to access my documents or am I going to get a residence permit or what am I going to do? So I think uh, taking the couple of hours it takes to figure out exactly what you're trying to do when you come here and what documents you're going to need is is really important maybe it sounds simple but when you have startup visa temporary residence permit e-residency and they all mean different things right and, right and they all take different amounts of time and and i think it's also important to clarify there's no window for application the applications are ongoing yeah 24 7 365 days it's online <laughs> right it's so online as long as you can so, access yeah. the internet you can start applying so I want to thank you guys very much for being the first guests on the Startup in Estonia podcast. Ooh, any uh, any last minute <laughs> advice to anyone listening out there? Come to Estonia. Do it. It's time. I agree. <laughs> Stop procrastinating. You know you're thinking about it. You're listening to the podcast. You're thinking, I want to go to Estonia and start my company. 
So we wait for applications to uh, to come and uh, people to come and start working here or starting their ideas and uh, figuring out if Estonia is the right place for you. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next episode of the Startup in Estonia podcast. Thank you.